another week, uh, another talking dirty. Oh, oh, uh, this week, no guy. Um, guy is having some throat issues. Um, by that, I mean his voice sounds like he smokes 10 packs a day. So it is me and our very good friend Owen from over in Philly, um, classic Philly guy. Uh, we definitely talk about a lot of different things. There's really not really any structure this week. Um, we kind of start off by talking some pop culture, some Star Wars. Um, kind of see what they're doing over there, Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. We then take it over to NBA, where Owen gives his top 10 power rankings after not watching basketball all year outside of the Philadelphia 76ers. I follow up with mine. Uh, then we finish off with NFL. We, we recap the Super Wild Card Weekend and kind of preview the next weekend, um, the divisional rounds. Spoiler alert, Owen picked the Eagles to beat the Giants, so no, not really a surprise there. Uh, but yeah, so this week is a little different, but it's definitely still a banger. So uh, before you get into it, though, quick shout out to Kent's Brothers Painting, 412 784 Call them today if you are looking for a locally owned business to do your paint job for you. Once again, 412-784-1577. With that being said, let's get into it. And before we get into it, Owen, how are you? Hey, yeah, dude. I'm doing good, man. I can't wait to see what I sound like on a podcast. Probably terrible. <laughs> uh, you, no, you sound pretty good on mine. Um, j- just a little programming note for everybody listening. Uh, this is not Guy I'm with, uh, even though they look so much alike. Um, this is our friend Owen. People who listen to Pod might remember him from like a long time ago. He came on just to talk Philly sports the one time. It was like a whole segment just dedicated to Philly sports, and we just let you cook. Two years um, of me ranting, I think. Yeah, no, it was it was it, it was great. Uh, we wanted him to come back on for a while, um, and we finally were able to. Guy, I I say it in the intro, but Guy lost his voice. He's unable to do it this week. So thank you to Owen for stepping in last second. Um, it's also perfect. Like I said, I wanted to get you back on. It's perfect because was it today you launched the newest uh, thing in sports entertainment, the most electric league in the in the world right now? Yeah, dude, the the greatest competition to ever exist on the face of this planet. I think uh, the paper airplane league is officially <laughs> launched on TikTok. The PAL <laughs> at paper airplane airplane league. It's I the one day just for a little behind the scenes. The one day Owen just kept sending Snapchats. Of him just making these tape airplanes and flicking them across the room and doing a little competition, uh, and it was electric. It was electric. Uh, plane two, are they? Is he still reigning champ? Plane two. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's on a t- title defense for season two, but uh, first the first round pretty much ended the same way the last season ended. It was just two, three, one. Yeah. Viva la plane two, <laughs> dos, dos. Uh, yeah, Dirty J Sports has has quote unquote bought rights by that. Mm-hmm. I mean. I Owen just wrote Dirty J Sports <laughs> on plane too because it's my favorite plane. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, I think it's gonna be great. So if everyone's listening, wants to see what we're talking about, the handles what at Paper Airplane League. 
on TikTok. Yeah, paper airplane league on TikTok. So, That's great. And That's great. It's this ridiculous form of procrastination inspired me to download TikTok. That's how that's how much of a a passion this has become for me. <laughs> I know I'm a big fan of that. Big fan of that. Um, so anything else you want to mention? Anything else you want to yes about? Because I do have a question for you. Shoot, man. A complete tangent. It's gonna be completely off the rails. Let's do it. Just a random from Ryan's brain at like 2 a.m. when I write down random pre-pod stuff. If you could have any superpower. What would you choose? And that's a very basic question, but I'm doing the parameters of you don't have to use it to be a hero. Just like mm-hmm. like imagine your day now, you would have the same day, but you can have a superpower within you. You just get some type of power. Yeah, because like everyone always does does this question, but they always make it like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a superhero. I'm just saying you're the same average guy you are now, but what would you do? Because there's a lot of like ones you can do day to day but i want to hear what your thoughts are i don't know man that's, that's a tough one my my immediate reaction because i just I'm, I'm still playing rugby and stuff is just a like super strength just just to be just tossed but then that's also just a really basic like very short-sighted answer i feel like something you know like longevity of life type thing you know i feel like uh I, part of me also wanted to go like mind reading, but then also I don't really want to see what like most people a suck and also are weird. So like imagine seeing everyone's thoughts as you're walking down the street. Or just think about how depressed you'd be too if like oh, you're, yeah, too. Yeah. you're with you're with somebody and you're like oh this guy we're boys and then his head's like I can't stand this guy exactly just, like I would, I, it'd be awful. Everything's everything would be terrible. Like Sam and I were just in New York like two weeks ago, and I, imagine walking down the streets in New York and just reading everyone's mind as you're doing that. That's just people are messed up. It's I fucked up. I, yeah, it's no. So hmm. I've already rolled out two that are pretty basic ones. So you know what? Actually, low key, what would be cool as shit would be um I don't even know what it's like called, but uh whatever like uh what's her name X Men the is it like Shadow Cat or whatever uh whoever um. Juno played. Oh, Kitty Pride. Yeah. Like what? What is hers exactly? Like it just she can just phase through walls. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but she also weirdly sent Wolverine back in time. That one movie. Yeah, not that necessarily. Uh, that power. Just wall to wall. But just like the walk through things, you know, like Martian Manhunter style, just fucking phase through stuff. Because one, you got like protection with that. Like you never gotta worry. It's true. And two. You never have to worry about like obstacles either. It's like, damn, this is taking forever. Boom, walk through it. <laughs> you lost your keys. Oh, it's gals get through it. No yeah, climb through windows or anything. You don't even need keys anymore. You can just leave your doors always locked and just walk That's true. But not but Sam will be locked out, but Oh shit, that's true. Yeah. Well, kind of do I have it do I have it like in the in that movie where like if I touch the person, they can like phase through a wall with me. Yo, that'd be that'd sweet. Be a good one. Yeah, that'd be sweet. My, uh, the the reason I thought of this was because mine was gonna be uh teleportation, but not like nightcrawler teleportation, like actual ones. Like, well, I guess nightcrawler, like, not no not nightcrawler. Nightcrawler can only teleport to places that he's been before, or something like that. I want to teleport anywhere solely for the purpose of like, oh, I have to be at work at nine. I'm gonna teleport from my my room at like eight fifty nine, and I'll be there on yeah. time. Like um, a like a jumper. You ever see jumper? Yeah, yeah, kind of like jumper. <laughs> I haven't seen Jumper in so long, so I can't say anything about that movie, but I did see it before. And yes, very much like Jumper. 
also think about like vacation because me and Chelsea just booked our honeymoon and everything like that. And so we're talking about that. But imagine being able to like, okay, if we're taking a week off vacation, we don't have to pay for a hotel or travel because we can just teleport to where we're going, spend the whole day there. Then when it's time to go to bed, teleport back to our place, not have to get a hotel room. That'd be sick. Dude, imagine no DD, no Ubers. Like if you get want to get drunk, you can go to the bar, teleport to the bar, hang out with your friends, and teleport home, and not have to worry about it. That'd be sick. But if you could phase through things, you could just drive, and if you get a crash, just phase out of your car. <laughs> Do not condone. Yeah, everyone else is at risk completely, but you're fine. Can it be so powerful that if I hold the car, the car phases through everything too? That'd be yeah. I'll then I could just then I could drive and then I'll, I'll allow the, the car through everything. You're drunk driving in this hypothetical. <laughs> Only in that scenario, if I basically could turn into a ghost car. Your phasing would be good for rugby too. They try to tackle you, just phase, let them phase through you. That one would be harder to like hide though. People will figure it out pretty quickly. I have superpowers on a rugby field. That's true. As super strength, super strength, they'd be like, "Damn, that dude is way stronger than he looks." But like that, and they're like, "Wait, he just went through someone, like literally." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless unless you're really good at like faking like the juke move That's after true. before, and like it's like, "Oh no, I just juke the hell out of him." That guy's like, "Dude, I swear I was on him." No, imagine being that guy. You're like, I swear, I swear, I, I, swear I had him. <laughs> or he grabbed, they grab your jersey, just your jersey faces through their hand. Oh, that'd be great. Um, but all right. Sports. Let's get into sports. Sport, unless you have sport anything ball. else you want to add? Um, here, uh, real quick, uh, random ass note for a very obscure amount of people out there. Um, some crazy ass looking Norwegian werewolf movies coming to Netflix. So, wow. <laughs> so, actually, we can do. Guys, not here this week. We can do whatever fuck we want. Uh, <laughs> we can we can start off with pop culture if you want. Is there any, sure, just, man. Okay. Have you? Uh, so, what's this Norwegian werewolf movie? I don't know. I just came up as like a targeted ad on Instagram. Let me see if I can Google it. Uh, and it was crazy looking. It's it was uh, the name of it. Obviously, was in Norwegian, but I think it translates to Viking Wolf. That sounds badass. It's like some girl that is at like a party thing or something, and then after witnessing a grotesque murder at a party in her new town, a teenager starts having strange visions and bizarre desires. So, for all those werewolves fans out there, so R- rank, rank, rate that out of ten, just based off synopsis. Uh, I'm gonna have to go a little bit critical. I'm gonna have to say that, that that's like a at most a six out of ten because that's pretty much every like werewolf plot I feel like ever. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's like some crazy looking Norwegian film that's got good reviews makes it. I mean, there's only like ten werewolf movies so also some backstories and some new like only been on the podcast one other time i'm just a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of uh werewolf flicks american werewolf in london one of my one of my favorite movies and stuff so i'm just hyped that there will be another one to add to the catalog so i also am a huge werewolf guy but <laughs> solely based off i've never watched any of that stuff solely based off i this sounds lame and then i know i'm gonna judge is that mtv show teen wolf <laughs> so hype the first couple of seasons was so hype and they're coming out of the movie. I, I was going to say, are, are they coming out with something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I never watched it. But yeah. They released a bunch of movie posters, and it doesn't make sense because one of the characters is dead in the show, but they're casted in this movie. So it has to be flashbacks, but I also don't think it's going to be a flashback. It's going to be a, wait, you never died type thing. It's going to oh, be yeah, some, yeah. some like Avatar 2 shit. 
Oh, I didn't see Avatar yeah. 2. I, I refuse. Oh, shit. Did I just spoil this one? No, because I haven't seen Avatar 1, and I refuse to. It's one uh, of those things that I've missed the boat on it, and I'm just being stubborn at this point. I'm like, no. I Like, for another example, I've never seen uh, – no, I never had a uh, shamrock shake from McDonald's, and I'm just trying to be that guy. It's like, I never had a shamrock shake. Ugh. Well. Or McRib. I never had a McRib either. I'm not going to bash you for the – Avatar take, but the the shamrock. I mean, come on, it's a shamrock shake. You just got to try a shamrock shake at least once, man. They're like, I'm trying to be the last person in the world to never have it, and it's impossible because people are born every second. So like, and also there's the dudes who literally will never have, like the dudes in the North Sentinelese Islands off of the Indian Ocean. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let's be like airdrop some shamrock shapes, and then, then you might be. Until those people. <laughs> Have a shamrock shake. I will. I, I stand in solidarity with them. I'll never have one <laughs> until McDonald's <laughs> opens up on the North <laughs> Central Island. Until capitalism works its magic and McDonald's gets put on these colonized the last uncolonized place. <laughs> I will not eat a shamrock shake. Did you see? I saw recently a video of some YouTubers going to those islands and they were just like oh, vibing good. with the people. Oh really? I saw one. Well, I know, I know some of those. Uh, islands with the native tribes never seen other humanity they like i heard rumors like before reporters try to go then they get killed immediately or whatever yeah. there's a video i saw of these two like tiktok guys just showing up on the shores and a whole tribe of people with like spears and stuff are like right there and like talking to them and then they don't speak their same language but i know they start like just like hey, like dancing with them and stuff it's weird but <laughs> i thought it was pretty funny when i saw it um other pop culture stuff did you see last of us yet have you, have you been watching that? Uh, you, is that on your radar? It. I, it is on my radar. I just haven't gotten to it yet. That looks fire. Like, yeah. For real. I never played the games. I never knew what it's about. I just knew that it's getting really hyped up. And it's because the the first episode got like high reviews, like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, something like that. So I watched it, and it's I've been thinking about it ever since. It's so good. It's like. It looks really fucking good. The, it, yeah. One reason why I'm super hyped for it, I played a little bit of the game. My brother-in-law has it, but uh, I'm super hyped for it for like a real nerdy reason, and that like the concept of that, whatever the fucking the zombies or whatever they call them in the show, like, yeah, semi based off of like some legit shit. And it's, it's like it's cool. like the it's like the shit that goes into like the wasp wasps head. Right? Yeah, it, there's and like tons of insects that get effect, affected by it. It's this fucking like parasitic fungus that just grows out of their heads and then makes them do weird shit. It's super. Yeah biological nerdy stuff but like also it's kind of like scary as shit because like that's that's the one thing that maybe we could become zombies <laughs> yeah well this is not really a spoiler but the, the first i mean it, kind of, it is a spoiler but it's the first scene is not in the games and it's like a news thing from like a talk show from like the 60s in this universe where a scientist is explaining about that fungus with the ants that's and stuff out. and then he just says like if it ever decided to evolve, it could theoretically get in our heads. And then it like cuts to that and starts a story. It's pretty cool. It's a good way to start it. And I also I don't ever play the games, but I watch all these nerdy breakdown videos on like new rock stars and stuff. And they said the first episode, like there's a lot of like frame by frame same stuff as the uh, games. <laughs> we got a little barking dog here. <laughs> all right, my bad. No, you're good. No, I you're good. Our our other uh our spinoff podcast, Puck and Dirty, our hockey one, uh Dave, the host of that, has a big dog named Roland who always barks mid mid pod. <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, people are gonna get their eardrums shattered. Thanks, buddy. Uh classic. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, but you got to check that out. That's great. Dude, I do want to watch that for sure. You know, what? now we can because Sam and I just freed up our schedule because we caught up. Well, I already watched it, but I got Sam in the True Detective. Ooh, I never watched that. You never did? Oh, yeah, but into that. I'm about to be because uh, I'm getting surgery next week. For the next week, I'm working from home, like the week after. And I was just going to, when I work from home, I really don't do anything. So I was just going <laughs> to catch up on everything I've never watched. Do it, this. I think about White Lotus first because, like, I feel like I heard that's funny. I know everyone keeps saying, like, White Lotus has become, like, a completely different show, but it's become the, like, Game of Thrones type of thing. Like, you haven't seen White Lotus? Yeah. I want to slit your throat if you tell them you haven't seen it. I also feel like <laughs> there's not that many episodes of White Lotus. And isn't it only, like, eight or ten or something? Like, yeah, I think it, and there's two seasons, so I don't know how that breaks down and how that works, but I, I might try to watch that. Um, and I also kind of want to watch Chernobyl, which I never did, and because I, I always heard that's like the best miniseries. And yeah, I heard some good shit about that. The showrunner for Chernobyl is the showrunner for Last of Us right now. Oh, that's sick. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah. So that, that's that's perfect. I think. Um, the only other pop culture thing I have top of my head, I I didn't write any notes down for pop culture, but um. The Mando Mandalorian season three trailer just came out. Looks yeah, sick. It looks came sick. my pants while watching it. I was yeah. So the hyped. end with with Grogu just tossing that dude out that cave and he comes flying out in this little pod. <laughs> That's so sick. The, the arm up. That was so sick. It was. I'm super excited for that. I'm curious how they're gonna like. So here, here let's go off. Let's go off on a little tangent slash rant. Absolutely. Clone Wars. Mandalorians just said fuck it pop those johns off all the time mm-hmm. and like now they're, they're tying stuff back in and they like they sort of explain it's like some really extremist religious uh sect that is the don't take your helmet off ever um but now he's like talking about like going back to mandalore and everything and i'm like well what are they gonna how are they gonna tie it all back yeah how are they he's probably gonna end up meeting characters we've seen before so like what's gonna be the like Hey, you crazy religious radical, chill the fuck out and take your helmet off. Like, I'm really curious as to like how they're gonna twist all that into one knot. Yeah, it. I I also think so because you have in the trailer you see like people of Death Watch, <laughs> which is like the bad Mandalorian people, and then you have the Night Owls, or they're called like the uh, Bo-Katan sect. Mm-hmm. Who Mando at the end of season two didn't seem too fond of her because she. Because he won back the Darksaber from Moff Gideon yeah. and tried to give it to her. He's like, I can't do that. So it seemed like she was about to be on site with him. But now in the trailer, Mando's fighting along with them. And I th- think the uh, John Favreau's character, who's with the religious sect, like, though they're all, it seems like the hand sect and like the religious sect are like teaming up to beat Death Watch. But like at the same time, Bo Katan doesn't like the religious sect and the religious sect doesn't like Bo Katan's sect. So I don't really get it. It's kind of like the Middle East. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it really is. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't think anyone's going to understand it at the end of all this. But no, no, no way. one will. But it's it was so sweet the shot with like uh, Mando walking through the the bunch of Mandalorians with all the different armors and stuff. Yes, yeah, that's, that's so sweet. Um, have you watched Bad Batch at all? Do you I watch watched that? A, a few of those episodes. I gotta actually get into that. But I've heard I, I didn't watch the newest good. episode. It's good. It's real good. Did so, they touch on the Mandalorian stuff at all with that? Not Mando, but the Clone Wars <laughs> Rebel stuff. Yeah, like that's heavy in there. Ob- more Clone Wars, obviously, because it's uh, it's following the events of season seven, like uh, right after. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, on the topic of Star Wars and pop culture stuff, I feel like 
50 shows are coming out like i just keep seeing like new things for another show or another movie and like i'm excited i love star wars and disney has done a pretty damn good job so far if we're being honest but at like, what point am i gonna be like just numb numb to star wars just like okay man <laughs> I, i'm very worried about that with mcu too because i i know a lot of people are fatigued of the mcu after last year i know a lot of people are and i'm getting to that point but at the same time like I'm still all psyched for this stuff. I just think after this phase, it's going to be like impossible for me to like it. There's going to reboot it all, I think. The only Marvel thing that I'm excited for is like Kang. Yeah. Which the Majors is awesome. So killed it in and Loki. As, yeah, uh, he was awesome. In that he's just a great actor, and so like that's that's all that's really kind of keeping me in. Like, what was the other? Marvel he's a property? Oh, uh, I thought you were about to draw the major stuff because he's me in the new yeah. crew too, which he looks awesome in that. Oh yeah, dude, he looks so which, good in that. Which that's one thing too. I never seen either Creed movies, and that was gonna be something I was gonna watch the next two things because I love Rocky. I love the Rocky franchise, and I just wanted to watch the Creed ones. I just never got around to it, but I might watch it while I have this week off so I can watch the new one when it comes out. They are definitely like better overall than the Rocky movies, if we're being honest. That's what I, I think heard. One and two are kind of like right there with Creed. Creed two kind of falls below Rocky one and two, but then I'm get, I'm gonna make a safe bet that this third Creed is gonna be like better than all of the sequel Rockies. I I bet. I mean that's what I've heard too. I've heard Creed is fantastic. My one buddy has his dog named after uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan, Adonis. <laughs> Like, uh, not, not, not the original Creed, like not like the uh, Adonis Creed who fought um, Rocky in the first movie, second movie, whatever. Yeah, Apollo Creed. Yeah, Apollo Creed. I mean, yeah. So he made is Donis is Michael B. Jordan's character, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the young. So, so they call him Donnie. It's, it's Donnie named after Michael B. Jordan's character. So I, yeah. I definitely want to definitely want to watch him. That's such a cute name. Wait, but we touched on the Marvel stuff. So actually, so that way get get a little bit more of a pop culture segment in. Uh, did you see the fucking pictures of what the Modoc character is gonna look like? It's just uh, Yellowjacket. <laughs> it's the same guy from Yellowjacket. Yeah, is that? But did you see like the pictures of like the? It's like a. It literally looks like that. The memes going like freaking crazy. But the the George Lopez character and. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say George. It looks, yeah, George Lopez giant screen guy. Dude, they're like phoning it in so much on like visual effects. But Crazy. he did look sick with the um with the little like face with the mask, yeah, with the, yeah. With the armor on and stuff like. That. But Modox is cool, ridiculous yeah. character, anyways. If you're gonna put him in there, he's not gonna look great. Yeah, but I mean, he could look a little bit. I mean, I, I'm being judgy until I see the final cut, but like, still could look a little bit better. Like, mm-hmm. my thing is the fact that Thor like was as bad as it was and all this stuff. Like, I, I just. Like you were saying that you didn't like the or you didn't watch the Avatar things yet. The one thing I will say, like why you need to watch at least the new Avatar, is because like I was fucking amazed. Like the you can shit on the plot all in at once, but the like effects and I get that they took like ten years to make it, but still, it literally looks like real life. And then you go and watch a Marvel movie and it's like, well, if this is ruined forever, it's like <laughs> being like a teenager and had sex without a condom or something. It's like, well, <laughs> I can never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm, like, out, I'm out on this completely. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, how can I ever go back? Like, I, yeah. I, I watched some floating head of a child that looked literally like a kid made it on like 
PowerPoint and that Thor. Axel, Axel, you talking about Axel's yeah. vision? And now it's like you watch another Marvel movie and trust that it's not going to look just as ridiculous. Like even like I feel like Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, like went on the radar for that type of shit. Like people just didn't think about it that much. Like there's some terrible like mm-hmm. visuals and that. It's just so. Marvel, hot seat Marvel for all their terrible visual effects. I know, and and the think like they overwork all their visual effects artists, <laughs> and it's like that's the result you get. Yeah, it's like a like cheap shit from China. It's like they just yeah. overwork people in factories, and then they still get something that breaks in two days. It's, Marvel's just the Marvel has actually become the China of movies. They just pump them out like crazy. Yeah, child labor law. They get a bunch of kids to do it. Well, it's the one thing that, that kind of ties into the Thor thing. Uh, one of the funniest quotes from that was, I think it's Taika Waititi or Chris Hemsworth said, uh, yeah, yeah. "I don't know about the child labor laws, but we just got all of our kids to be the kids in the movie. So like, whatever." <laughs> or, that shit was cool. I, yeah. I fucked with that. Yeah, I thought it was funny. That um, was a major Adam Sandler vibes. Like, I'm just gonna make a movie so I can hang out with the people I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Adam Sandler's a man. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I have nothing else for pop culture. Do you have any music you'd like to recommend? Any uh, jams of the week? Because guy usually does that, and I don't do that. Yeah, man. Um, I listen to music. I will just like pop off about a few artists I've listened to, kind of for a while now. But just artists I feel like I'm always telling people about because they're not crazy popular yet. But uh, Gary Clark Jr. If you're someone into kind of a a little blues rock type of almost Jimi Hendrix type vibe that a lot of people kind of compare him to more contemporary Jimi Hendrix. Uh, big into his shit um, recently on a big kick. Uh, Leon Bridges, that dude, he's got a real like a uh, Southern soul type thing going on. Um, he does that. I feel like the popular song he has is like that river song. I'm not sure. You can you can just uh, put it right here in the video, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have the people from China who do all the special effects add that. But uh, that those two, and then this isn't a music recommendation or song of the week, but I am a loser. I don't use Spotify. Um, I get ad free YouTube instead, so you use YouTube Music. But all my YouTube Music, they basically just ripped off Spotify Rap in the new year, and I got my year review or whatever and i was in the top 0.6 percent of meek mill listeners <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's, sick. that's that was, awesome that was my big accomplishment of the year <laughs> uh me i haven't listened to any like new meek mill in a long time but in high school i loved meek mill he just dropped an uh, album pretty recently that i haven't listened to the full way yet but it was pretty good so far my what's your favorite meek mill all time just one one song blue notes nice Blue Notes is awesome. It's got that little like blues riff going on in the background, and then he just puts his like the shit right over top of it, and it just fits seamlessly. It's I, have, awesome. I have to listen to that then. Mine is so old school, so throwback. Is uh, I think it is a freestyle or rap he did over Moment for Life, and it, the whole video is just like him. It's like him. I think the beginning of the video gets starts with him getting like hit in the head and dropping to the ground. I think it's Moment for Life. I think it's his Moment for Life like cover or whatever. Look it up real quick. While you're looking that up, I always, whenever I bring up Meek Mill or listen to him or talk about him, I always like crack up a little bit and think back when, uh, remember the whole like Meek Mill Drake beef? Oh, yeah. And everybody was, was like, everybody was trying to clown like Meek Mill because like he like obviously can't like physically fight probably too well. He's a pretty scrawny guy. And Drake was yeah. like 
ripped up doing the heavy bag. But it was like, that's not really like the kind of beef we're talking about, guys. Like, Meek Me- Mill could just get Drake killed. Those like, <laughs> yeah, he guys. He, he's got those types of connections. Like, Drake was on Degrassi. Meek Mill is from like North Philly. Like, it's very different. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that, that's. Drake Drake grew up on TV sets. Meek Mill <laughs> grew up on the streets with like. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, like this beef, if anything, is just more cringe than everybody making it out to be. But I know. Let me hear this John. Yeah, I'm here. I don't want to get yeah, copyright, dude. but yeah, <laughs> it's. Even though that's a cover of another one, so that's could have been, whatever. What was the drink beef again about? It was about Nicki Minaj. I can't even remember, dude. I, I genuinely can't even remember. Was Meek Mill with Nicki Minaj? I think he was for a little bit, and then Drake was just like, always hanging around her and stuff. So he like was like they're like they start beefing over her. I thought that might have been it. I feel like he definitely mentioned Nicki in a song or two. Yeah, I could. I I think. I mean, that's I you was just mentioning the Drake, uh, Meek Mill. Beef just like opened my mind. I, I totally forgot about all that stuff. Because yeah, that the 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 Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj beef looks more recent. I'm seeing I'm seeing 2020 pop up with that. Ooh no. Hmm. But they definitely dated. I thought. Or, that or, sounds right. I don't. Know. I'm, I'm just gonna trust you. I'm gonna say yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're or married even. I think they were together for like a while. Um. All right, so that was 30 minutes of this non-sports talk on the sports podcast. So mentioned some stuff. I mean, yeah, we did. I mean, we do talk about pop culture in our regular uh, podcast anyway, so that's right. fine. Um, wait, that's got to do sports, homie. Yeah, let's do sports. Sorry, I just got a text from guy. There's nothing to do with the podcast. I thought it was gonna be like, oh yeah, here, whatever. Um, Are we uh, starting with NBA? We're going to start with NBA. We're going to end it on NFL and uh, everything like that, all the playoff stuff. Um, we're going to start with NBA, and normally we start off NBA with power rankings, but you did say you have power rankings. Um, I, so, I'm prepared still. I just, I'm just going to spit off vibes-only power rankings. I'll give, I'll, how about this? I'll do top five for each conference. Do you want to do – how about this? Do you want to do this? I, I do 10 for power rankings. I'll do all 30 teams. Do you want to do your one that I'll that I'll tell you my one? We'll do one it that one. way. What? Are the one of one? Yeah. Um. No, you want you just say just do a quick ten. Just do a quick ten. Just rattle off the top ten. Quick yeah. ten. Um. It literally pains me to say this, and like I want to vomit, and like fuck meter because maybe he'll listen and laugh at this, but like Celtics number one. Yep. Because they're obviously number one right now. They're playing ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck it. We're going to go Cavs number two. Cavs? Cavs are the hottest team in the world. And Donovan Mitchell is carrying me right now in fantasy. True. true. <laughs> First year you're competitive in fantasy. It's mainly because Donovan Mitchell's out here dropping 70 points randomly. And then uh, and then, even though I know they, I'm pretty sure they got some injuries, I'm going to go Bucks. Bucks three. Okay. And then... I'm going to keep disrespecting the Nuggets because I don't believe in them at all. And I'm going to go Grizzlies. Okay, Grizzlies four. Mm-hmm. Maybe Grizzlies next. Don't trust the Nuggets at all. And 
then I'll then I'll do Sixers. Sixers um, five, okay. Pull, pull a little homer take there. Um, because even if their Doc Doc Rivers is literally the worst coach in the league, they still have ridiculous talent. So. Mm-hmm. Then, Glenn you know, Rivers. It's Glenn Rivers, it, not Doc. Yeah, it, it is. This is a Glenn Rivers podcast. <laughs> Uh, and then I'll do the I'll do Sacramento six because I don't know anything about them. All I know is that people say that they play really good team ball. They are. They do the old man take and say, you know, teams win champions. They've been playing very good lately. Uh, so seven. Damn, I gotta go all the way to ten. This is this is a lot of work. Um, we can see your top six if you want. Nah, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm keep going right it out. Four teams left. Four teams left. Seven. Mavericks, because I forgot about them, and they probably okay. have been higher. All right. Because of Boss. And I'll do Heat at number eight. Ooh. Then I'll do uh, Nets. And Nine. Then Warriors. Ten. All right, perfect. And I will completely disrespect Nuggets, because... Nuggets are the top ten. They're from <laughs> um, that's Haven't they been, like, the number one... At the top of the standings, like three years in a row now, and then just been first round exit. Last year, I believe they weren't. If you want to look it up, maybe I ha- I think last year they were like a five seed. I think they've been okay. like five seeds, but they did make Western Conference Finals in the bubble. Well, did the they at least like maybe they weren't they didn't finish the season at number one, but didn't they reach the number one spot throughout like the last three seasons? I feel like they had hot streaks. They, they had hot streaks. They had yeah. hot streaks. Last year they had odd streaks because Joker was playing so good, but Jamal Murray was hurt all last year. And now this year he's back. Um, here I'll just before we'll get in the Nuggets here in a second. I'll do my list. So just for the people, just a reminder, and for you, I do my power rankings based off my own head, um, and then I look at other power rankings for like kind of like statistics because everyone puts statistics in their thing. Um, and when I do that, I use I also see like oh how close am I off the top of my head power rankings wise to like all these experts and stuff and i'm always pretty close this week i had the most differences and we'll get to 10 but uh this biggest difference my number one celtics like you said um jalen brown has missed the last few games but uh they're still playing well in december their offensive rating went from number one the 27th in the league thanks to injuries and kind of their like just like their skid but now thanks to january the performance of january they're back in the top six for offensive rating so the Celtics, like you said, it pains us to say it. I also hate the Celtics with a passion. So, like, they're probably my most hated NBA team. They're not. They're not. They are the most hated NBA team. So, what's up, Sam? <laughs> She's in the background. There. Sorry, I was trying to figure out how to do the blurry background, but it's keep, cool. Keep cooking. It's fun. Uh, yeah, I'm in my penthouse. I don't know if you see my background. <laughs> um, my number two is the Grizzlies. So number two goes to the Grizzlies. Um, they're on a 10-game win streak right now. Uh, Desmond Bain came back from injury, and he's back in the lineup in the last five games. He's added 22 points while shooting 51.9 from the field and 59.4 from three, which is insane. Um, while the Grizzlies have Jaw, JJJ, and Bain all healthy on the floor, they outscore points by opponents by 19 points per 100 possessions. So they're good. They're good. They're a good team to watch out for. I'm a... Uh, I'm a big JJJ guy. I've been thinking about buying a uh, uh, like one of those old school teal, like Vancouver Grizzly type jerseys of him because I like the Grizzlies. I think they're cool. They are important um, other 
sabermetrics you forgot to add they are my nephew's favorite non-sixers team there we so, go i'm i'm, I'm kind of up there with them right now if just a six-year-old loves them then it's they're going in the chip i love it sixers <laughs> versus grizzlies i honestly think the grizzlies can make it out of the west i honestly do they're, I actually they're, yeah, yeah that's a beast what the jaw is a beast Jaw's so good <laughs> how about i have on my fancy team i have jaw jjj and that I also have Zion, who's John Zion, or like the big one out of that draft class, like who's me better. And they're both yeah. just very good when Zion's not hurt. So like it's sweet. Um, all right. Now my number three is your least favorite team. It seems like uh, the Nuggets. <laughs> um, I honestly think that unless he gets hurt, Joker is going to win a third straight MVP, which I know I'm talking to a Sixers fan and <laughs> I'm, I've, I've definitely said this to you before. I don't like the Sixers, but I love Joel Embiid. Like, I really like Joel Embiid. So last year, I was very much pulling for Joel Embiid to win MVP. Obviously, he didn't. I think I think they should have gave it to him last year, honestly. Um, I think he had – did he have an injury down the stretch near the end of the season that kind of, like, fucked him with the uh, MVP? Yeah, like I mean – It's like 10 games in, like, March, missed, April. Yeah, they missed, like, a little stint, but, like, he still finished the regular season pretty strong. I don't know. I, I also, I think he, like – I think. He was either tied or like slightly behind or ahead of him and of Jokic and like tons of different stat lines. But then the one that all came down to it was the one that I I don't even know what the fuck it is. But what was that? What's that defensive rating? Bullshit rating? Like the VORP or something like that? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like defensive rating, I think. Yeah, I was, that's like what I, all the the nerds on Twitter were pulling up as like this is why he's the the MVP and stuff. Yeah. yeah, his work was the highest. What's that stand for? I don't even I, know what that is. I also don't even know what it is. Here, you, you keep reading it out. I'll throw in. All right. Um, about the Nuggets, too. Box about Joker. So far this season, he's averaging 25 points per game, 9.8 assists, and 11 rebounds, which is insane. Um, and the Nuggets are on a 14-game win streak at home and a seven-game win streak overall. So they're just playing very good ball right now. Yeah, I mean they're they're good. I'm just being a hater, but I also mm. just don't trust them. I don't know. I, I think I see it. I think that I think the huge thing for the Nuggets this year so far is obviously Joker's still playing an MVP level. Jamal Murray's back and he's kind of fully back now. It like took some time to get the rust off and begin the season, but he's kind of back now. Michael Porter Jr. when he's healthy, he's playing good. And then the biggest thing is Aaron Gordon. He's playing better now than he ever did on the Magic when he's by himself, and he's surrounded by a bunch of players who also need to like attention and stuff. And he's just playing like his best season of his career so far, which is huge for them. That's correct. So Vort is value over replacement player, which should mean nothing at all, in my opinion, when judging a player. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that means. I, um, my interpretation of it is that. Okay, wait. So a box score estimate of the points per 100 team possessions that a player contributed above a replacement level player translated to an average team prorated to an age. This is the most like. This makes me think of um, South Park where uh, Stan's dad taught everybody how to measure their penises. (laughs) (laughs) And he just created an equation. So that way he was above average. That's that's all that is. Jeez, uh, jeez, <laughs> that really. Oh no, oh no, no, no. I've never heard of that before ever, and I'm a big NBA guy. 
That's wild. I just remember seeing it all over Twitter last year when people were defending the yeah. MVP. So. Oh, just so you know, too, I uh, I currently still I'm have uh, Joel Embiid MVP this year. <laughs> I'm just betting him every year until he wins it. I mean, that's the, the one thing Sixers fans have to hope for right now, I think. <laughs> yeah, <I want> <laughs> uh, What's uh, wait, yeah, yeah, four number or five. Four. Number four, I got the Bucks. So Giannis has missed the last four games, and the Bucks won two and two in that stretch. He should be back by Saturday, which is their next game. Regardless, they just need to get healthy to get back on track. Um, I think they're one of the best, like deepest teams in the league. Like their bench is very good, but it's, they're not good when you put them in the starting lineup. Is that Vort? Is that what Vort means? I I thought that's what it was, but I don't know. It sounds like it's like a some type of but like, like your backup is good. Stat. Is it like your backup isn't good when you're out? Because that's what's wrong with the Bucs right now. With Middleton out and Giannis just coming back, they just have no offensive skill at all. Like, their defense is great because Brooke Lopez is playing great defense this year. But, like, when you have to start Grayson Allen, that's not good. Like, I hate Grayson Allen. Also makes you such an unlikable team. Everyone can forget about him when other people are on the court. I know. I hate hate (laughs) Grayson Allen with passion. Um, All right, number five. I have the Nets, but I'm going to – Game time decision, not because you're here and pressuring. I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go five Sixers. So I don't have anything written down for the Sixers, except I don't know if you remember this. You probably do because you're a big dollar Philly guy. Our podcast, I've been talking about this since it happened. And it's like that and the Glen Rivers thing is the two things I stick with the Sixers. Since Joel Embiid declared the start of the season on November 8th, the Sixers went 23-11. and Before that... What's the what's the record now? Before that, they were like, I think five and six. And then he said, then Joel B went out there had like a forty point game. Goes, all right, the season starts now. And then like they just like started playing very well like at, right after that. Played himself into shape, dude. He's like a, a Charles Barkley or Shaq type. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but me me and guy always make jokes that like, uh, dude, the Sixers been so good this season. Ignore the first part before the season started in November. Yeah, there's. I mean, for me, basketball doesn't start till Christmas Day. So, I mean, Joel was early. Joel, Joel had a great preseason. I think. I think the <laughs> NBA should always start on Christmas Day. Like I, I'm a big NBA guy. Obviously, I watch most games I can, but uh, I just, I think Christmas Day should be the full on start of it because no one gives a fuck about October basketball. Dude, I feel like, like unless you win zero games before Christmas. Mm-hmm. everyone's still in the playoff contention on Christmas Day. So it basically is the start of the season. I like guess really is. I mean, you only have a one month in. Cause yeah, you, unless you're you truly start, tanking. Yeah. Because if you do start in December and finish in like late June, early July instead of early June, that's way better because hockey will be done by that point. So everyone can pay attention to the Stanley Cup playoffs and stuff, which I feel there's not a lot of crossover between NBA and NHL fans anyways. Yeah. And – Baseball, when it's just baseball, it's so boring. You gotta, you gotta hang on to the. You gotta, if you push basketball into July and August is like the only like, fully baseball, besides like preseason and stuff. That's yeah. perfect. I'll, I'd love that. I'll, I'd watch the shit out of baseball in August. <laughs> you know what? This is a real quick tangent. They should just like cut the number of baseball games in half. That would really actually solve all of the sports calendar issues. I would love that. I. <laughs> I've heard somewhere recently that besides the all-star break, I'm pretty sure maybe even including it, uh, baseball players only get like two weeks off their whole season. That's so stupid. 
like collectively, like you'll have one day off here, then you play like a million games back to back to back. I, it would suck to be a professional baseball player. Yeah. Definitely would hate yeah. The, you wonder Mike Trout just the, sucks or plays on a team that sucks. One sec. <laughs> Dude, like Mike Trout's like, bro, like, I don't want to play in the playoffs, man. I, I, that's more work. I already get paid $100 million a year. I'll just go fucking chill. <laughs> Dude, if I was Mike Trout, I would never leave the Angels until, like, until you're about to retire. Then go, all right, I'm just going to join the best team, get a ring for my legacy. Yeah. But I'm just going to sit in LA, count all my money, and just go to Eagles games whenever they're in the play. Like, whenever like, uh, the yeah. rest of the playoffs are going on, I'm just going to go watch Eagles. <laughs> that'd, that'd be the great to do. Yeah, all, right. Um, all right, number six. I got the Nets. So the Nets aren't good because KD's been hurt. So they were 18 and two. Then they lost KD. Now they're own three since losing KD. He's only going to be out for like probably two to three more weeks because he's MCL sprain, maybe even more. Um, so they need to find a way to stop the bleeding. Um, but I do have a little side note about the Nets. Ben Simmons had his first triple double for the Nets, which is his 33rd career triple double. This makes him tied for 12th all time with Bob Cousy for all time triple doubles. Trivia question. Mm-hmm. I, I usually do stuff like this and throw it at a guy last second. He hates it. Trivia question for you. So Ben Simmons is 12th on the list with 33. There are five active NBA players ahead of him on the triple double career list. Can you name them all? Um, Russell Westbrook. Russell yep. Westbrook. Obviously, he's number one. Yep. LeBron. LeBron. Yep. Um. Damn. Five active players with triple doubles. Three left. I'm trying to think of like what other old dudes that are still in the league that are also really good. They're not uh, old. Oh, they're not. There's ones somewhat. Ones mid. Tail end, like tail end of prime, um, was very good. Maybe 2015. I think he went. There's a shot in the dark. Devin Booker. No. <laughs> when you get the two uh, strikes, I'll give you hints for all three. Then another. Here we go. The guy, the you know, the kind of competing for there because the rookie of the year jokes and stuff uh, back when the Sixers still the Sixers fans still liked uh, Ben and we defended him against this guy. Donovan Mitchell. No. Donovan Mitchell, because he doesn't get rebounds. He gets assists and stuff. He gets double-doubles. That's true. So, one person's on the Sixers currently. That's the older guy out of the three. Okay. I'm guessing that's Harden? Yes, James Harden. Whenever he won MVP, when he was on the Rockets, he hit Uh, a streak of like a million triple-doubles in a row. Because I I don't think of Harden like a triple-double player, like you just, mm-hmm. like, explained, but then the, when he was... Yeah, he went. MVP, he got so yeah. much when he was on the Rockets by himself. Like, he yeah. got so many. Then the last two are European. They're younger European guys. Oh, uh, Luca probably. Luca. yep. Okay, and then... We kind of talked Joker? about... Yeah, I was going to say, we just talked about say, so long. Like, and he probably has, like, triple-doubles without, like, just fucking... Blocks, rebounds, and steals. Well, well, he well here now he's averaging a triple double pretty much because he gets assists for a center. He passes like a ton. Yeah, he's averaging twenty five points, nine point eight assists, and eleven rebounds right now. It's crazy as a center. As a center, it's insane. Yeah, so uh, so congrats to Ben Simmons. Uh, I think the final stat line was ten, ten, and ten, and the Nets lost to like the Magic or something. (laughs) I don't know some garbage team. Uh, it's classic, very classic Ben Simmons. Classic Ben Simmons. Um, all right, number seven, the Cavs. 
we're talking about Spider a few times. Spider's been absolutely killing it, but Darius Garland has also been killing it. Um, he had an impressive 30-point game the other night against the Pelicans. Um, I don't have too many stats on them. That is, they're just really good. Fun fact about the Cavs. I know someone who is close friends with, oh, my God, uh, Karis LeVert's um, aunt slash manager. What? You want to get him on the pod? <laughs> yeah, I'll make some calls. I'll try to pull. Make some calls. Okay. You can jump on too. We'll just be like, so like, get Levert. You're Karis Levert. What's up? <laughs> You're uh, really good in college. Uh, guy, pretty good, guy but. loves Levert. He loves Levert because the one year he did fantasy basketball, I drafted his team for him essentially. Like he won because I just drafted his team. Um, he's in another league, and uh, I told him to pick up Levert when Levert was hurt and I said, you have an IL spot, just toss him on there. Then he came back during guys playoffs and he like did really good. And they won. He won because Karis Levert's now he's loves Karis Levert ever since. <laughs> I told him like, Hey, you have a free spot, toss him on the bench. And whenever he, he gets healthy, it's good. That's when he was on the nets. I think maybe pre getting that cancer, the cancer scare he had. Oh yeah. I remember that shit. Um, all right. Number eight, we got the Kings. The Kings lead the league in points per game, which is insane to think. Uh, and then last week they went four and zero and scored at least 132 points in each game. That's insane. Fucking crazy. For, for a week, for a whole week of games, they scored 132 plus. Every I knew game. none of that when I said the Kings were wherever I said they were. So <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, that was a good call with the Kings. Um, Sabonis actually fast forward a little bit. Sabonis was player of the, uh, week from the West. Oh, Nice. So he did great. Actually, let's pull up the stats. So let's do it right now. Um, I have a little screenshot with it. Um, all right. So last week, where did I put it? All right. Last week, Sabonis averaged 18.5 points per game, 14.3 rebounds, and 10.3 assists. Insane. That's some killer stat lines there. Mm-hmm. I have in my other fantasy league for basketball, too. It's great. Um, number nine. I got the New York Knicks, which is the first time making the top 10 this season. Um, Julius Randle has been good all year lately, but but lately Jalen Brunson has been really stepping up. Yeah. Um, Jalen Brunson actually was also the Eastern Conference Player of the Week with 34.8 points, 5.8 rebounds, and 5 assists. The uh, Knicks went 3-1 and one last week. Uh, fun fact, Joel Embiid is the only Eastern Conference player who has outscored Brunson in the month of January. They've been playing well all around recently, but yeah, Jalen Brunson has been on a tear lately. Now, did you factor in the fact that they are the New York Knicks? I did. That's why I'm throwing them at uh, nine in the middle of January at my power rankings because this is probably the only time they're going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Guy. Guy's a huge Knicks fan. Oh, sorry, man. It sucks. No, I, I call Anytime I talk about Spider, I say your boy Donovan Mitchell because he was sold that Donovan Mitchell was going to the Knicks. And I'm like, dude, you just gotta learn. Like every time the Knicks fans think like, like say. we're gonna get Kyrie, we're gonna get KD, we're gonna draft Zion, we're gonna get this, we're gonna get that. They never do. They got Mello one time a couple years like ten years ago, twenty years ago, and it's like that's it. There's been like like ten, twelve, fifteen superstars in the last what, like ten years that were going to go to the Knicks, and now it's just like nah. Nah, nah. Literally KD and Kyrie decided to go to the other New York team <laughs> and try to start a franchise there, get, start everything there. It's crazy. Um, and then my number 10, um, I was going to be completely unbiased and leave them off the list, but I went to the heat, Miami heat, number 10. This is the first time I put the heat in my top 10 this year. Um, I was, I, I mentioned this earlier, 
I didn't have him on the list. I had the Mavericks at 10. And then I looked up a bunch of my power rankings for some stats, and they all had the Heat top 10. And I was like, really? Like, I, we started turning things around, but I didn't think we'd be good enough to be third in the top 10 just yet. Um, ESPN had them at eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see, I also wish I wrote this down. I didn't. I remember, I remember the order of things, but I don't remember the exact numbers. But on Saturday, when I was watching the Bucks Heat on ABC before the game, they were talking about how injured the Heat have been all year. And starters missing games, like collectively. So say Bam misses 20 games here, this person is 10 here, that counts as 30, right? So it's like collective. Mm-hmm. The Heat, the only team that uh, are, have more games missed by starters is the Magic so far this season. It's because Jalen Suggs has been hurt all year. Uh, Jonathan Isaacs has been back since 2020, and they count that into it. Like they, the Magic are number one, but the Heat are like a close second, and like I think third is like I, I forget the third was too. But it was like the Heat are like one of the most injured teams in the league. Um, I also saw a different stat where like there's only been like maybe 15 games out of like the 40 that's played where uh, Jimmy, Kyle, Tyler Hero, and Bam were all on the floor together, which is nuts. You guys are like the the Nets were last year. Yeah, yeah, literally, we, we're just we just are so injured. We're probably gonna be like a low ranked team, like maybe in the playing games, maybe just get to six because we're kind of in a hole right now. But Jimmy's been playing very well. He played um he's he's been averaging twenty three points since coming back from injury, and he put up thirty four the other week on a Monday, I believe. Um, so if we stay healthy, I think we can maybe climb the standings a little bit. But like, it's gonna be tough to get in ourselves out of the injury hole. But we also might be the team that no one's seen the playoffs. That's the the dark horse entering the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wish, I'm fine with being that. The underdogs in the playoffs. I'll say for a fact, um, I definitely don't want the Sixers to see the Heat in the playoffs. <laughs> Especially second round. <laughs> Jimmy Buff, Butler would fucking love to murder us and kill our souls. <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts? It's a, from a Philly fan. Do you, do you like Jimmy Butler? Hate him? I know. Bad feelings towards him. Because I feel like he wanted to stay in Philly, but like someone, some clown in the front office, like didn't want him, so he left. I think he definitely has like wanted to go to Miami for like a while. I feel like he's just mm. like it seems like his vibe. But he's he boys with like, D Wade. He was very much willing to to be in Philly if he wasn't just like like done dirty. I guess mm-hmm. would be the thing. So. Yeah, because him and Joel are boys. For a little bit there, when things were rocky with Joel and the Sixers for like a month, like a couple years ago, I was everyone started photoshopping Joel in a Miami Heat jersey, and I was like, I would cream myself if we got. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen like every year forever until Joel's no longer the Sixers. It's all the trade rumors are always gonna pop up, and it's always gonna be like Joel wants to go to Miami with his boy Jimmy, mm-hmm. and every Sixers fan's gonna want to just like sit in their garage with a car running. <laughs> and Joel will get over it, and he'll stay we'll happy, and then we'll have a second round exit. I don't think he's ever leaving. I mean, it'd be silly if he did, because like he owns the team, it's like his team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he can pretty much do whatever he wants. Absolutely. All right, I have some more headlines and stuff, but I'm I'm not going to get through all of them. I'm just going to touch on a couple here because uh, we're going a little longer than I thought we would. Um, <laughs> but uh, big one. Big injury is Halliburton from the Pacers out for at least two weeks with the elbow and the injury. So he's got completely fucked up. Um, and then I'm going to do, I'm going to save most of these. Oh, how about the Lakers are working out Myers Leonard, that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I hope you know. I mean, I don't think he's going to be in the league. I don't think the Lakers are going to pick him up. That'd be awful PR, but especially with all this like Kanye and Kyrie stuff in the last couple months, you can't pick up a, a guy who said uh, the K word on a stream. Yeah, that that was a weird thing too. It was like just very bizarre. Yeah, and like he like didn't know that was like a bad word, but like dude, you're a grown adult, you should know that's a bad word. Yeah. What else would you be saying? How would you even know that's a word if you didn't know the meaning behind it? Yeah, he knew it had negative connotation, so like he knew. Yeah, he used it in the sentence correctly. If you're gonna be like a piece of shit, anti-Semite, <laughs> yeah, it was um, grammatically correct. Yeah, he just, everything was perfect. All right, we'll do this. We'll do uh, the three trade rumors I've heard, and then we'll move over to the NFL and wrap things up. Um, the first trade deadline rumors I've heard is the Celtics and Raptors may be interested in Spurs center Jacob Pullet. Pultul, Pultul. I don't know how to say it. It's a European name. I don't know how to say it. It's P-O-E-T-L. Potal. Oh, 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 yeah, that's a that's a doozy. I don't watch Spurs games enough to hear the announcer say it, but I know who he is. He's a very good center. Also, they don't, that, that's not even spelled correct. It's spelled P-O with an umlaut, L-T-L, but they just anglicize it with the O-E-L. How, how would it be spelled with the, uh, the dots? So it would be P O L T L, and then the umlaut, the two dots would be right over top of the O. How do how, how, I don't even know what that, uh, how, how it's pronounced? The umlaut. Pultal. Sounds Russian. Um, all right. Well, next, <laughs> um, the box sports analysis. <laughs> the Bucks, the Hawks, and the Heat are interested in forward Jay Crowder. Um, I feel like Jay Crowder every single year is on some kind of like finals contending team as just like the role player off the bench. Yeah, that's he's has been doing that, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, I I mean as a Heat as a uh, Heat diehard, I would gladly take him back because he was a big part of that finals run in the bubble that we had. Um, but yeah, and then finally, uh, several Western Conference teams are interested in Rui Hachimura from the Magic from the Wizards. So that's pretty cool. Um, all right, let's take it over to the NFL and wrap things up here because I I promised you forty five minutes and now we're in an hour. So yeah, I I got nothing pressing. We can can chit chat with the NFL. We don't got rush. So I have guys' notes. So okay. just so you can't see because my green screen mm-hmm. background. Um. I'm just going to go through kind of recapping the Super Wild Card weekend. Did you watch any <laughs> games? Uh, yeah, I watched some of them. So if you the, watched the boys versus the Bucks, I watched most of the Seahawks game. And I watched the most of the Jaguars game. Nice. And Deuce Daly should be fired. Not Deuce. Uh, what's his name? Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Deuce Daly is Deuce the Daly's great. And he should get a head coach. The job. Deuce is <laughs> loose in the end zone, baby. Um, I actually have a picture recently my friend sent me of me as a kid wearing my Deuce Daily Steeler jersey, and I was, like, in third grade. I was like, this is sick. I kind of want it. Um, I should get a yeah. Deuce Daily Eagles jersey, and then we could wear them together. Yeah. Mine will be, like, fit in my left arm. But <laughs> <laughs> So a guy wrote a, a little note on each thing. So I'll just go through each game. I'll read what he said, and then we can add on to whatever he didn't mention. Um, the first game was the 49ers Seahawks, which was, was on Saturday. Uh, Brock Purdy bounced back huge in what started to look like his first struggle. Um, in the end, the 49ers were exactly what we expected them to be in the playoffs and were just destroyed the Seahawks. 
Um, I agree with what you said. I mean, starting the game was very rough for the 49ers, and I think the Seahawks were winning at halftime. Yeah, I think they, yeah. I, then I, the game finished like, what, 42-17 or something like that? Let me pull up the scores. Well, so. It kind of blew up pretty bad towards the end of the, the second half, I feel like. It wasn't like a just total, like, domination. Type I mean, it kind of was, but it didn't get to that point till a certain, like, turning point. Well, it was like the, did they, the Seahawks had like a fumble, like, in the red zone. Yeah, it was the fourth quarter was the big blow up. It was yeah. uh so it, at halftime is 17-16 Seahawks. Um and then in the fourth quarter the C, the 49ers scored 18 and the Seahawks scored 6. So completely blown up. I saw most of this game. I missed the ending because I was at a work party, right? My boss's uh partner, boyfriend, uh they're adults who've been together for so long they've never got married cuz they don't like marriage, so it's, I think it's silly to call two fifty year olds like boyfriend girlfriend. So I just call them partners. <laughs> anyway, he's a big time golf guy, and there's two TVs at this place. And my table's right in front of. I picked this table to sit at because it's right in front of the games, and I had a bunch of bets on. I was like, I'm trying to watch this game. He had the server change it to the Hawaiian Open for golf. He goes, "There's footballs on that TV, and I can't see that TV, so I missed the whole fourth quarter." But the guys, like, like the kids our age who works at the pro shop. We're at the table looking at TV, and every two seconds they have, Rye, this guy just scored. Rye, this guy, this just happened. So they had to like relay the whole fourth quarter over to me. And I was like, damn it, dude. That's that's what so I got it here. I'm gonna go on a quick rant. Like this whole Brock Purdy stuff, it's fun, it's cool, whatever. Dude, he there was one where he threw like a very basic slant to like Debo, and Debo just fucking ran it for 40 or whatever yards. And it's like you got Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Then on top of that, you got fucking George Kittle, and then Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I can't remember Ayuk as Ayuk, Ayuk, whatever. You got four like some like people guys that have won people fantasy football championships on one team <laughs> with uh with Cal Shanahan, his offense, yeah. which is insane. That dude and made Kirk Cousins look like an MVP. And with that defense, that defense is very good. They the defense kind of struggled early against Geno Smith, but like that defense is good. It's it's a killer defense. It's a stacked offense. Like it, it's such a good team that you know they're not gonna be able to keep like any of it together next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody that's like up for contract is probably not gonna stay on it. Like there's no way they could keep that, all those guys under cap. Like that's how good of a team it is. Like all these guys are getting big money. Like mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's something to be said. Like it's playoff football, so it's always gonna be hard. But like everybody just like. Brock Purdy, like the Niners are unstoppable. Like, he, he, they see a good defense and they get really in trouble. Like, so he was like bad in the first half, but they never really were out of the game. Like, if they get into a hole, He's how, like, how does they? They don't put the ball down the field. They just do those like mostly short yardage things. They do a lot of play action, like short yeah. slants and and like dump offs out of the backfield. Christian McCaffrey can take it a million yards. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with that. I think Brock Purdy. Uh, he's doing what he needs to do, but people who are making it like he's um, like he's gonna be, it's his job to lose next year. Yeah. If they if they win the Super Bowl, yes, you kind of have to give him the due diligence. Like, hey, you can try to prove yourself, but at the same time, like he's, I think this is one of those. I think it's like a Lin, Jeremy Lin situation in the NFL. Like Lin sanity. Like he's gonna be all. He's gonna be the next Kobe, and then fast forward two months, and he's just like a nobody again. I think Brock Purdy, if he, even if he wins a Super Bowl, that's like a great story, like uh, mystery relevant winning a Super Bowl. But like, I don't, I agree if with you. I, if he's on a team 
10% less talent, or I'll even go crazier. I'll go 5% less talented than this in any future NFL season. He's he's not doing this. He's not going 11 in a row or whatever. Yeah, put him in, uh, put give him to the Saints and see how he does in the Saints. He'd be <laughs> Andy Dalton and James Winston would be better than him. Yeah, dude, true. So, yeah, so that's the first game. Unstoppable team, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a little bit of that, you saying that was a little bit of, uh, you're scared of them. Oh, yeah, I mean, I definitely don't. I'd rather not play them, but also at the same time, I don't know if I want to play the Cowboys either. So, yeah, that's true. A Cowboy. We'll get into that in a second. All right, we'll get that. We'll get that. We'll do the preview stuff. Um, the other Saturday game, the Jaguars versus the Chargers. The Jaguars, crazy comeback. It was what twenty-seven to three. Yeah, something like that. Crazy oh, comeback. Wasn't it twenty-seven zero at one point? You're yeah, right. It's 27 0. It's 27 7 at halftime. Um, somehow the Jaguars came all the way back in one of the walk off uh, field goal 31 to 30. As you're saying, Deuce Staley, head coach. <laughs> all time collapse. That's yeah. very, that was a very Chargers loss. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Somehow, some, the somehow is Doug Peterson went like this and just went and just dropped the stack down like he does all the time and philadelphia will, will love doug peterson forever yeah and doug, do it Pe- again. doug peterson is a i think he's a great coach um and i mean just night and day look at trevor lawrence's performance last year to this year obviously he was a rookie last year but like under urban meyer he sucked and then urban meyer get fired gets fired finally gets his first good game the last week of the season against the Colts under interim head coach, whoever it was. Now you give him a real head coach who actually knows how to coach people. And all of a sudden it's, he's like a beast. He's like a top five quarterback in the league after that performance. He had what four interceptions in the first half, but he followed up with like four touchdowns in the second half to bring him back into it. Yeah, dude, he turned that out. That's one of those weird things where you're like, what, like what the fuck happened? Like what happened in both locker rooms at halftime? Like, that changed that drastically. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at guys' notes. He said Trevor Lawrence turned into the man in the span of two quarters. <laughs> um, and then he also said that Brandon Staley should have been fired right there on the spot after the loss. Different. Maybe if he didn't play his starters week 18 that didn't matter, then yeah. they, they wouldn't have lost. He almost should have been fired for that. Fucking Mike Williams fucking got hurt for no reason. And then someone else did too. I, I feel like another. Uh, uh, was it like a defensive player or something? Yeah, not it wasn't a big name, but it was like a starter. I forget his name. I don't remember, I don't remember the name. Um, I was very upset. I was, I was drunk during this at a bar watching it, and I had, uh, so my bets on the first game lost by one George Kittle completion. That's it. And the rest of the parlay hit one. It was like three yards. It was like George Kittle need three more receiving yards, and he didn't get it. Um, so I was already mad about that, but I put a bet on uh, – I did two bets. One was Chris McCaffrey and Austin Eckler to do a certain amount of yards, which Austin Eckler did not. And then two, I just had a big money bet on the Chargers because me and Guy picked differently on Pickums last week, and I picked the Chargers, picked the Jags. And I was pissed. I was with my one friend who didn't put any money down, and he was just, like, making fun of me for losing. And I was, like, already drunk, and I lost, like, money. And I was, like, I don't talk to me like that. And then I had a friend text me making fun of me because I lost. And I was, like, don't do that. Then I come home drunk, and my mom's here, and she's, like, oh, you're drunk again. I'm, like, I just lost it. I was, like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, so it was bad. I, that, I, that game, I'm not a Chargers fan, but that game, I felt like a Chargers fan. Yeah, I mean – I don't know how anybody can be a Chargers fan. Like they just they stole your team from your city, 
like twice, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's such a cool city too. Like and then they just I don't know. They just intentionally suck. It almost feels on purpose. Like everyone said it's like a curse. I'm like, is it a curse or is it they just fucking self sabotage every year? Yeah. I mean they they just need a new owner ownership because they don't even own their stadium. They rent it off of the Rams. Like it's, it's not so like sad. it's not like one of those when two teams share like how Jets and Giants share MetLife. They each like yeah. own half of it. They literally don't own any of SoFi. It's all the Rams, and they it's just depressing it, as fuck. Dude. It's so bad. Yeah, that that's bad. Um, all right, let's head over to the Sunday game. So yeah, just for Pickham's reasons for me and Guy, we both had the 49ers. We each got that point. We split on the Jaguars Chargers, so he's plus one this week so far. Next game is Bills Dolphins. Um, guy has if Tua played this game, the Dolphins easily win, which I disagree with. But um, I he also put the Bills are a great team. They're just also very lucky. Well, I guess you could you could also say it didn't even need to be Tua. It didn't even need to be like if Tua played this game, it just needed to be like if Mike McDaniel's was like giving plays in on time for did burn their third string. <laughs> Yeah, quarterback thing. that was ridiculous. I, every <laughs> single play, I was sitting there like, "How does this keep happening? Like, how do they just have don't know what the play clock is?" That that guy, like, and I know all the jokes have been made, but like, he genuinely does seem like his, like he is like too chill of a person for like crunch time. And about yeah. like he's <laughs> like he's just like, all right, he's like. Coach, we fucking need to play. <laughs> I didn't see it, but was he just hitting his vape on the sideline? Yeah, there's like this clip going on. Like, so he's got like his headset on and he's holding the thing, and like he goes like his hands like completely covering something. He goes like this, like and right as he goes, it starts like like per- perching his lips and sucking. The camera cuts away to something else, <laughs> but like he definitely was ripping like at the very least like a jewel. Like <laughs> that's awesome. I, I like to think that's a weed pen. That would be so much better if it's that, just like be, if he had a sativa. He's like, I need the sativa to get. <laughs> and that would make sense why he kept like knocking the play call right. He was just super high, looking at his playbook, like, oh, dude, that'd be sick. But then, then again, this like he just couldn't figure out what plays he wanted to he run. He's just going through like Madden scenarios while he was just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit. Dude, I what if one of these times like they Jeff Saturday should do this for the Colts since he he was just interim. He wasn't gonna take over or anything. He should just pulled out like a PCP or something, a P PSP. And uh, played Matt on PSP, called plays from there. Engage eight, engage eight. (laughs) Um, yeah, so the Dolphins, I mean, the Bills did end up winning 34 to 31. That was a close game, though. Um, guy thinks that, um, since he said that if two plays Dolphins win, he thinks it's a good sign moving forward for Miami. Um, because like he thinks Tua, Tua's what do you think about Tua? I think he's good. That's it. Not great, yeah. not, not top, maybe like top 15 in the league. Like he's a good starter. He will always be a starter, but like, I think he's pretty good. I think, and this is, this is going to be one of those like weird, like hot takes don't really make sense. And also it's coming from a lefty, but I actually think that that will hold him back. Isn't he like the only lefty quarterback in the league right now? Um, Starters at least. Right now, I think so, yeah. Historically, no, but so, right now, I think so, yeah. I watched, like, a whole, I don't think it was, like, 30 for 30, but it was, like, some ESPN NFL Films thing or something like that on, like, the lefty quarterbacks and, like, this. And they had multiple, like, wide receivers, like, some of them in Pro Bowls, like, talking about how different it is to catch a ball from a left-handed thrower, which I never even thought about because it's spinning a different direction. And I'm like, I I just feel like it's it's those tiniest little things 
and he, what he's got is he's got two of the best wide receivers in the league. So like they are able to compensate and do fine. So yeah. I think he'll be fine as long as those guys are there. He could definitely win a championship with those guys. But like I feel like if he had like normal wide receivers, not um, superhuman wide receivers, yeah, it probably isn't gonna be that good. Which that then with that that being the case, it's smart to go after his college wide receiver and Jalen Waddle to like. Yeah. Get him on the team because like this guy's used to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, somebody that knows. And then fucking Tyreek is used to catching weird fucking passes from home. So yeah, side <laughs> on hand behind the back. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I yeah I think two is gonna be decent, but yeah, the left the left handed that is rough because I think historically too all the other lefties never panned out. So yeah, like, I think like, he'll go down as probably the best lefty. Vic wasn't Vic lefty. Yeah, but Vic's career, I mean. He didn't go to jail, maybe. He could have a better career than Vic, but as far as talent, I don't think he's... No, talent-wise, Michael Vick <laughs> is one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play, yeah. but career-wise, if Tua just... If this concussion stuff's okay in the future and doesn't go to jail for fighting dogs... Because Vic was good with the Eagles, but, like, that was past his prime. That was, like, on the yeah. come down. So, like, he was good, but it was more that the Eagles were good. Yeah. I um, All right. The next game, we have the fraudulent Vikings losing to the Giants 20, 31 to 24. Um, Brian, so this is guys notes. Brian Dable for coach of the year. I don't care what. Uh, oh, he, he knew you're coming. I don't care about uh, Nick fucking Serrani. Um, uh, Giants may very well be the team of destiny here. Um, he said, I think Kevin O'Connell needs to be fired. The decision making for the Vikings offense was atrocious. Um, he won't, but. This will be the first steps of his hot seat. I disagree with the Kevin O'Connell stuff. I think yeah, I don't think that was Kevin O'Connell's fault at all. I mean, no, I think it's all know his fault. <laughs> I think it was Kirk Cousins checking down on fourth and eight, thinking he probably thought it was third down. It, I honestly thought when it happened, I was look, I looked over my friend and I said, "Is this like a J.R. Smith situation where he didn't know what, what was going on in the game?" My brain first went to like he genuinely thought Hawkinson could just beast his way. Which for, he's playing very well that entire game. For what? That, that would have been like, what, like three, four yards? Because it was like a five yard pass. So it was like. It was fourth and eight. And it was like, yeah. So and it was like around, I think it was a three, four yard gain. So, yeah, so another I, three or four yards. I, and it's dumb to think this. So I'm not like giving him a pass. But I genuinely think Kirk Cousins was like, Hawkinson can make it. And like, just thought maybe he thought he was only two yards away and he just needed to fall over or something. And I'm like, that's also still stupid. Like if you're going to throw the ball, it needs to be someone who's past the line of scrimmage. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's it ridiculous. I, for a couple weeks ago, I don't have it written down anymore, which I, I hate. I wish, maybe, I don't think I do at least. Let me look. Um, every week I do w- wagers of the week during the regular season. Um, and one time I did pull up a stat where it was, uh, Kirk Cousins, 1 a.m. before, 1 p.m. before, and Kirk Cousins, 4.30 after. So, obviously, we have the primetime Kirk Cousins, like, jokes on stop. But he's historically bad at 4.30, too. Like, something in his brain. He's only good. It's like he – I think it was, like, his against the spread stats for, like, 1 p.m. and earlier. So, the London games, he's, like, 60%, 70% covers the spread. Four thirty passes like thirty percent he covers. Well, it's crazy. Also, one way to look at it though, if you're playing at one o'clock, it's more than likely thought of as not a good game. So you might be playing against a bad team. So maybe he's mm-hmm. just good against bad teams. <laughs> it's true. I mean that that the Vikings are the worst whatever record there was. What, what was the record? Like twelve and three? Thirteen and five. I don't know why I said twelve and three. Jesus Christ. Right, Thirteen and five doesn't make any sense. Did they count the playoffs loss no, in the record? They have to have. I think 13 and four. four. What the hell? Oh, yeah. 
when I say two, 12 and three, I mean, so that's 15 games. Um, <laughs> 15 games, I want 18 games. <laughs> yeah, so somewhere in between. We're, we're sports guys. We know football. <laughs> as, part of my six is, as part of my take says, we know ball. Yeah. Um, we don't even know how many games there are. But yeah. I don't know ball. But... Gi- Giants, I disagree with the whole team of destiny thing. No, I think they're, they're just a really well-coached team playing. Brian Dable's the... 100% a great coach. Yeah, yeah I agree. They're a very good coach, and they're a very well-coached team. But I don't think if you went like every player against pretty much every other playoff team with the exception of maybe the Seahawks, I feel like most teams, it would be like 51% and above more talented on their roster. You know what I mean? Like, if you want I, agree. Player, I agree. Like with the I... exception of the Seahawks, like the, they're just not talented. They, they have a really good coach and a couple really talented players. But So last week on my, on the pod last week, I'd said that about, um, the Jaguars, Bromos, exactly. I said the yeah. Giants, Seahawks, Jaguars are kind of just the teams that snuck in. And I think the Jaguars are the worst of those teams. I think they're going to be good. They're just whatever. Then they went out and won. So now like I just look like an asshole, even though I, what I said could still be correct because it's just like it's true. they came but back from a crazy deficit. But like, I don't know. Stop. I feel like they probably will get blown out. But um, but yeah, I think the Giants are just a really well-coached team that played against the fraudulent Viking squad. Yeah. Easier than that. Um, next game, Sunday night, Bengals versus Ravens. Lamar, uh, this is what Guy wrote. Lamar is kind of a piece of shit for not playing this game, which I 100% disagree with. But in the end, I think the Bengals will be fine. Just came down to close divisional bullshit. Um, I disagree. This, he sounds like Michael Vick right now, Guy. Yeah. Like Michael, like, RG3 said it best. Like He got put in a brace and played, and his whole career is ruined, especially when Lamar's looking for a new contract. I wouldn't play either. because He couldn't. He, his knee was swollen. Yeah, they're draining fluids out until like Saturday. Is yeah, like I, I think it would have been also it's like and maybe it was a big I, I know the Ravens are like a good team and stuff, but like they have serious lack of talent on offense. Like so Lamar's option was to play and pretty much carry the whole offense to a championship mm-hmm. or in hopes of that. And it's like the like just just get healthy and get a better team next year. Like <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I I agree with that. I uh, who was it? One of the play, uh, Ravens players said after the game, if it was Lamar over Huntley, we'd won. And arguably, you could say that because like that defense is so good, and their defense is the reason yeah. they won. Um, like I mean, they we're in the game for the Ravens. I mean, um, I mean, it literally came down to a scoop and score from Huntley fumbling yeah. for a super, scoop and score by Hubbard. So like. I kind of go whoever I forget who said that, but I get what they're saying. But at the same time, like you're saying, if Lamar is not 100 percent, you're gonna get Tyler Huntley at 100 percent. Lamar at like 60 percent is Tyler Huntley at 100, so it'd be the same, yeah. same game. Like think about the lack of mobility he might have right now because that knee is that like any better than what Tyler Huntley? I mean, maybe throwing a ball they would have been better, but like mm-hmm. to who? There's no receivers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I the Ravens were there, but the Ravens, no one expected the Ravens to win this game, anyways. So the fact that they kept within a touchdown is good for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the Bengals are just pretty good. They th- this was a tough division game for them, but I think they're better than what the Bengals showed. I mean, the offense put up 17 points essentially because yeah. Hubbard. The Ravens are just a really tough defense. They're I feel like they're in a big underrated defense in the whole league. So I agree. I agree with that 100%. I mean, when we beat them on New Year's Day, I think they're missing like three of their defensive starters, and that's the really reason why. And Kenny Pickett's a goat, but <laughs> I think I think the, the maybe this is a hot take, and I'm not thinking forward enough, but I feel like the Bengals played the hardest defense they're going to play in the at least until the Super Bowl if they get there. 
Um, because other teams have guys, but are other teams all better all around defenses? Maybe the Bills with Bills defenses. Bills, the Bills defense took a huge super banged up. Whenever they lost Von Miller, really. They lost Von Miller. They already were down a couple. They already lost defensive backfield. um, Who's that? Who's that secondary guy they lost? Um, they, well, they, they, Demar Hamlin. They, well, yeah, obviously Demar Hamlin. But then um, before that, uh, the quarterback. I know you're talking about. Uh, I'm looking at the injury report because as soon as I see it, I, I'm going blank. Oh, Micah Hyde. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, like and uh, Jordan Poyer is questionable. Questionable. He's, that, that's not the point. But yeah, um, Micah Hyde losing him was huge for the Bills defense, like against the Bills yeah. defense. Um, so I, I can see that for sure. Yeah, and Demar Hamlin was the starter too. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's wasn't amazing, but like he's a starter, so he's good enough to be a starter. That's you're already a backup at that point. Yeah. Um shout out to Demar. Shout out to Demar. Yeah. He went to my high school. Such a central boy. Go. Central boy. I class with him. Um really? uh, at Pitt actually. At Pitt when I went to Pitt Maine for that year. I Pitt oh, Maine classes with him. But he was two years younger than me. So he was friends with like my uh he uh my my buddy who's two years younger than me in my friend group. Nice. Um cool. yeah. Uh, all right, Monday night game, Cowboys versus Bucks. Uh, Brett Mayer uh, better bounce back from this kicking performance because missing any PATs against the 49ers could be the reason they lose next week. Um, Tom Brady is definitely leaving Tampa Bay after this, no doubt. Those are guys' notes. Um, it's a crazy take by him to think that Mayor Maher, however you say his name, is going to be on the team when they play the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you cut him? Do you cut him? I don't know how like you keep a guy who misses four. I mean, it. I guess it's kind of dumb because like it could have just been like the yips, but like you go, you don't get over like the yips in a week in the playoffs. It's tough. I mean, but they cannot I, trust him to go on the field at that point. I know. I so I really watched this game. But I did see all the updates on the uh, extra points, and it's just that's insane to me. No, it's four in a row. That's crazy. I watched a little bit. Actually, watched a little bit at the beginning. Um, I wasn't too surprised. I was like thinking, yeah, like Tom Brady undefeated against the Cowboys, Bucks at home, Cowboys are chokers. But I was like, yeah, but then again, like the Bucks are also just a bad team, and the Cowboys have just beat up on bad teams all year. I mean, as a uh, <laughs> AFC, as an AFC fan, uh, dealing with Tom Brady and the Patriots for a long time, I've said it a million times: the way to beat Tom Brady is to get to him, put pressure on him. Yeah. And all year, what happened was they lost, they had an awful, awful offensive line. The Bucs this is way worse than they were the last two years prior. And so the reason they sucked this year is because Tom Brady sucked because he kept getting pressured, and anytime someone gets near him, he gets scared and throws it away or throws mm-hmm. uh, forces a pass that's short or this or that. So I think it comes down completely to their offensive line. And yeah, all yeah. year. That's has no it. trust. He had, he had no trust in his offensive line, so it was like he just couldn't do anything. Yeah, he's he's constantly in fear for his life. Um, sure. So going off of pickums, I forgot to update some stuff. Um, I had the Vikings and guy had the Giants, so that's him up two this week. And then I had the Cowboys. He had the Bucks. So guy got gained one point on me this year, nice. this week, which I don't remember the totals. Um, okay. But I think I was up five going into it, so I think I'm up four or three or four right now. Maybe I'm up three. I don't know. I can't remember. But regardless, you'll see it on Instagram what the scores are. Um, well, that's the recap, and let's just finish things up here with kind of previewing uh, mm-hmm. this weekend's playoff games, and then we'll call it quits. We'll start with uh, the first game in the AFC, the Saturday game, the Chiefs uh, versus the Jaguars. Um, it is in Kansas City. The Chiefs are nine-point favorites. 
Trevor Lawrence never lost on a Saturday his entire football career. That's an insane stat. That's, that's it insane. is. Yeah. Um, well, we just had Tom Brady never lost to the Cowboys. So <laughs> that's as well. That's true. I think the fact that people are pointing out that stat now means he's going to lose. Oh, he's going to lose. Yeah. Um, what guy has is Jags won their Super Bowl last week. Um, I'm rooting for the Jags. I just he thinks the Chiefs are going to rout them, and yeah. I I would share the same uh, same sentiment as that. I think the Chiefs are a really good team. Jags aren't that good of a team. They're kind of like a hot team. I said this last week. They're the hottest team in the league, but they're not the best. So like they they're hot enough to come back from crazy deficit, but I don't think they're gonna do shit against the Chiefs. I think the Jags are pretty good. Like not they're really not like that bad of a team. And the whole Trevor Lawrence never lost on Saturday. It's a fun stat and all, but like, I, like you said, the Chiefs are just. I mean, they're astronomically better. But the thing is. I think the Jags are well coached enough, and I'd be like they're hungry enough that, and the Chiefs are gonna do enough cute bullshit that they're gonna keep the two close. It's like whoever wants to take the spread, they're, you're gonna lose. But I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> would you would you take the Jags on the spread? Yeah. Yes, I think that they would definitely keep it less than that. I think so too. I think uh, well with the Jags, if they get down like they did against the Chiefs, uh, against the Chargers, the Chiefs aren't the team to let them back into the game. They're just gonna keep. They're going to do that little cutesy shit where they do like, run around in circles and do crazy stuff when they're up that big. Um, but I think, yeah, if the Jags keep it close, I think they, that's the best chance. But, yeah, the Chiefs are a better team, I think. Um, then the last Saturday game, I'm just going to kind of – I'll just kind of say – oh, I have we both have picked the Chiefs, by the way, me and Guy, for those who care about our pick-ems. Um, I'm going to say what Guy written down for this next game, then I'll pass it to you and let you talk for the rest of the time. Uh, the Saturday night game, we got the Giants in Philly versus the Eagles. The Eagles are seven and a half point favorites. I am going with the Eagles. Guy is going with the Giants, and his reasoning is mainly going Giants to differentiate from Ryan here. But I also think that they have a real shot. The Eagles are beatable, and it is a tough to beat any opponent three times in a year. I think the Giants will win this in a close one. Uh, I think the only. I think the Eagles are beat up like physically right now between Lane Johnson and Jalen Hurts and a bunch of other players who are playing hurt. But I, I think the Eagles are just going to destroy the Giants. I don't know about destroy, but they're going to win by – I think they're going to win by at least seven. I don't think that they're going to dominate them on the scoreboard, but I do think it's going to be like one of those – they're going to control it most of the time. It also better be because I will be pissed off with that because – the, the Eagles, yeah, you can say Eagles are beat up, but I, could, I don't know if there's any team in the NFL that is healthy. Also, fun fact, the whole hard to beat a team three times in a row, I forget where I saw, but that stat apparently has been like debunked, and that happens all the time. Part of my take. Part of my take. Big Cat's been saying that for the last like two weeks because he kept saying yeah, it was on Twitter <laughs> first because that was going viral when everyone was freaking out about like, the Eagles-Cowboys matchups and stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I remember Big Hat debunking it because he's a big birds guy this season <laughs> run. So like, I think he, I think he's been talking about that's yeah. a bullshit stat. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it's not actually a thing. And he pulled up a bunch of actual stats with it. But, but either way, I think that the Eagles. I feel like people are taking too much stock in that last that week eighteen game. Who mm-hmm. are thinking it's gonna be close? The Eagles were playing like. Like with swimmies on, like they were like, all right, no, everybody, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna win the game without anyone putting themselves at risk of like getting hurt. Like that's literally what they did. They played the most conservative, like 
keep yourself safe ball they've played all year and then they still beat the giants who are again playing yep. yeah they're everyone's like oh they're playing against backups from like, yeah but they're still playing against nfl players that were going as hard as fucking the shit because they a wanted to get a job mm-hmm. if they are backups or b they weren't backups and they were just trying to play hard and beat the eagles so they're young like, guys i like they played with like chains on their legs just so that way they didn't get hurt sorry about that noise it's all but uh and then the other thing the eagles have had two weeks so yeah they're a little banged up but that two weeks rests uh i think they're gonna come in pretty damn healthy um if anything as far as the eagles health i'd be more worried for later games than this game i think this will be the healthiest the eagles will be in the playoffs i agree this game and so I don't know, man. I think they just fucking they just let that shit rip. They just let it ride. Jalen Hurts just gonna have probably like a two or three pretty deep bombs. He's probably gonna have like I'll call it right now. He'll have like 80 yards rushing, and Boston Scott gonna have like 100 yards, one touchdown, five receptions. Call that one too. All right, I'm, I'll, I'll clip that. I'll clip that. If that happens. <laughs> I'm I'm mentally noting where what part of the podcast is. I'll clip it. Then if it happens, I'll put it out on Saturday night. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Also, the other thing that I just realized earlier today that is uh, crazy to me to think about: the NFL scheduled a home playoff game at the Link on Saturday night. That place is going to be packed with people that have been tailgating since like 9 a.m. It's going to be probably one of the rowdiest Philly crowds of all time. Drunk Philadelphians on a Saturday night in the lane. Not a scene I'd want to walk into. No one's going to have, like, I've got to go to work tomorrow, worry or care in the world. Everyone in that stadium is going to be like, I don't I don't need to see the light of day until Monday morning. They're going to, like, it's, it's going to be crazy. It's, I, it better be the rowdiest crowd in recent Philly sports history, and I think it will be. I think it will, like, match, like, the – World okay. Series, yeah, the World Series, like hearing the stadium, like however many miles away in South Philly, like I think it's gonna be that type of energy. I agree with that. I think if you're a Giants fan and you show up, you're signing your death note. Like you're <laughs> just gonna get abused. Yeah, it's gonna be so fucking rowdy, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I I like the Eagles. Uh, that's a little thing that I think you knew, but I don't really advertise that I like the Eagles out of the NFC a lot, but. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. Once again, guy went Giants. I'm going Eagles. I think it's gonna be easy win. Um. All right. Sunday. We got two games on Sunday as well. Uh, the early game at three. We got the Bengals in Buffalo versus the Bills. The Bills are five and a half point favorites. Um. Guy's note is honestly, if it wasn't for the Demar Hamlin incident a few weeks ago, I might go differently here. But the Bills will be playing a lot for him, and, and uh, they need a playoff game, a win. Um, I think the Bills will win a tight one at home. That's Guy. I think the Bills, they're a favorite five and a half. I think they'll definitely cover that. I think they'll win by a touchdown. Um, the Bengals are a good team. I mean, the Bengals are a really good team. Uh, offense, defense, all this, all the works. I just feel like where Guy was saying the Giants are a team of destiny, I think the Bills are a team of destiny even before the DeMar, DeMar Hamlin situation. I think he, I think the Bills just like Buffalo never won. This was the year everyone kind of picked them as favorites. Um Josh Allen's a beast, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like top, he's obviously top two. Him and Patrick Mahomes. I give him the edge over Patrick Mahomes, but um, he needs the hardware to kind of back that up. Um, so I'm going Bills here. He's going Bills here. Owen, anything you'd like to add? Um, 
so one half of my brain is like Bills, Demar Hamlin, Bills Mafia. Like you just said, they are already like a big, like this is their year type thing. And then that should happen. It's gonna be like they're probably gonna bring that dude out before the game. He's probably gonna, gonna come get the game. crowd riled up. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. But the other half of me is like, there's like professional athletes that say like like emotion and stuff like that. Like that that maybe fuels you for like a quarter, and then it just comes down to two football teams playing. And then the other part of me. And like maybe this hot take, I don't mean to sound like a hater. I think it's a really cool story. I want the Bills to win. Even though I kind of think I like the Bengals a little bit better, I want the Bills to win. I feel like it might be too much emotion. Like those, and it's understandable. I think mean, wholly understandable. But some of those Bills players were like shook. They were like petrified, absolutely shook. And same with the Bengals players, but more so with the Bills, obviously. It's like their teammate mm-hmm. and stuff. And so like it, it almost might be too much emotion. Like they might have like like I've I've had similar things like that. You, you you played rugby in college with me, so you can you can get to a point where you just have too much emotion, and it's like it's you're not using your head. You're not yeah, using your head. Your brain's not there. You're almost like jittery. It just so. I mean, that, yeah. that's my one worry. That's the one thing. Otherwise, I think the Bills are just gonna take the game. Hmm. But if there was one thing that would make me think that the Bengals would sneak this, it would be the Bills just being just too much, and that they take advantage of that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I think it's a good point. Um, and I do think the Bills, I mean, the Bengals, the Bills aren't that much better of a team than the Bengals. They're both very good teams. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I mean, no, I get what you're saying. I've definitely seen you give out too much emotion too. So I kind of <laughs> see, I know what you mean. I mean, I've definitely given out too much emotion in a game before. Um, yeah, so I get that. Well, five um, punches a game, right? Five punches. That was the one uh, playoff game, the national playoffs. I. I played awful. Then the next, then I, I literally let up a try, like, and then the next like time I were on defense, like the the next like kind of string of plays, I just threw like three punches at like three different dudes, and the refs like, dude, you gotta stop. Stein <laughs> Stein averaged a double double in college rugby. He had ten ten carries a game, ten punches a game. <laughs> <laughs> ten cheap shots and ten legitimate <laughs> like good tackles. <laughs> exactly. Um. And finally, the last game on Sunday night, Sunday at 630, um, we got the boys in San Fran versus the 49ers. The 49ers are four-point favorite, which is four points what the kicker from the Cowboys missed last week. Um, guy has the 49ers kid should easily take care of business against the Cowboys here, especially if the Cowboys kicker continues to struggle force, uh, forcing the boys to go for two constantly. Um, I think the Cowboys are fraudulent. I think their defense is good with Michael Parsons is a beast, but they've really shown down the stretch kind of like, I think they played the tech. Didn't they lose the Texans or play Texans close? They almost lost it. It was like a last minute. Did they go overtime? It was either overtime or like the last. I think it was overtime. Game. I think it was overtime. Yeah. I, I don't know. The boys are just that team. I always hate the Cowboys my yeah. entire life. Um, so I might just be biased by saying, I think they're always fraudulent. I just don't think Dak's that good. He played very well against the bucks, but like they've been fraudulent for like, 27 years so it's not yeah, yeah. That's how it is it is their defense is very good and i'm not trying to i'm not saying parsons is fraudulent because he's legitimately like one of the yeah, best defenders in the league um i just don't think their offenses can handle that 49ers defense because like i said i think dak's fraudulent i've always saw you see who fraudulent tony pollard isn't fraudulent but like if you split time with him and zeke then yeah. that's pointless because Tony Pollard's way better than Zeke, but you pay Zeke, so you have to give him the snaps. And I think 
Mark, Mike McCarthy, Yinzer, big top Pittsburgh guy, a big fan of him. I just don't think he's that good of a head coach either. Yeah, I think that that last part is 100% true. He is the luckiest coach ever, and he's going to look real stupid. The only way the Cowboys win this game is if the defense just eats Brock Purdy alive, which, like, they might be able to. Like, they are talented enough that they can take advantage of a, un, like a, a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback talent. Mm-hmm. And then, but like you said, I, like, like Dak threw the most picks of, like, any quarterback this year, didn't he? I think so. Uh, yeah. Maybe not. I th- yeah, I, he was, I checked. Was tied or was the most? I checked, like, I checked the stat um, maybe week 16, 17, and he was, like, number two. Tied with Davis Mills for uh, intercepted passes, 15 interceptions. Yeah. So, he – I feel like he's he's going to get destroyed by the Niners defense. So, it's pretty much whoever gets destroyed less by the opposing defense. That's true. Dak Prescott or Brock Purdy. Hammer the under. <laughs> exactly. I honestly, my, over and under, I just had it up. What's the over under? The over under is 46. I take that under 1720. Yeah, but if the Niners have like another one of those bullshit fourth quarter things. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like it's like tied at like yeah, but the Cowboys like so much better, so much better than the Seahawks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, would you like to add anything else to NFL? I said a voice crack. Um, no, I think I'm good. Uh, my dream scenario right now is Eagles Chiefs. Andy Reid, Andy Reid versus the Eagles. I think the and this is people are gonna say you're stupid as fuck, the craziest take. I think except for the Jaguars, which I just I don't think they have any chance of getting to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. If the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl, that's still a big if, and I hope that happens. I think the Chiefs are the the best matchup for us. I can see that because the the one thing the Eagles have a tough time with is that everyone's like, oh, they're soft against the run. They're not. We're not soft against the run. We're just built for attacking passers mm-hmm. more than we are for stopping. A, like a run game and the bills also don't have a great running game but josh allen is a really good runner he's a great runner the Bengals do have a good run game mm. the chiefs don't really have like a much of a run game they have like a running back by committee type thing and mckinnon's having a gear of his career and he's not that good of a running back it just is <laughs> that's the only person to have <laughs> like so um i also I think the eagles like, have a good match put in a bunch of other random guys and running back on different plays all the time, so it's like like out of the back, backfield at least. Yeah, I also have. Uh, I think they're the Chiefs are a good matchup for the Eagles too because the Chiefs defense. The only thing good about them is uh, what's uh, Chris Jones, who's on who's yeah. going to be the quarterback, and that means a, one of your a million receivers that are like good, like all the Batman can like yeah, we'll we're going to tear apart that secondary. <laughs> yeah, and then the 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 Eagles did it with uh, Mike Parsons uh, against that Cowboys game, like. Say what you want about that Eagles Cowboys game, but like Michael Parsons, like literally went unblocked, which was like by design. Mm-hmm. Like the Eagles would probably do something similar like that against like a defense with like Chris Jones on it. They'd be like, all right, you run right at Jalen, he's just gonna do some type of like play action thing and boom, right over your head. <laughs> yeah, gone. So, but all right. Uh, once again, thank you for coming on, Owen. We'll get yeah, you man. out of here soon. Um, Shout out to Ken Spelly's painting, 412 784 Uh That's our sponsor, Owen, who's my buddy's dad. So, like, <laughs> it's our only sponsor. It's nice, my buddy's bro. dad. He paid me 10 bucks one time, so I told him he'd be a sponsor forever. <laughs> um, and then uh, 2 Chains, line of the week. You got 
play peekaboo, take your girl and her friend into a switcheroo. All right. See you guys. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. This is just part of our survival. She said that I don't care as she swept back her hair. I guess this isn't our revival. The ocean view gets me every time. I know I'm out of line, but I know that it gets better. Come on, show me a sign as we're dancing here. In the perfect silent weather Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Only then will you know what I mean Baby, you're messing up my phrasing These questions that you're raising Just know you really drive me fucking crazy And even though I like your state of mind, right? Stones throw the things you learn are always showing. Oh, baby, I think I know why you aren't left behind. These things are contradicting. I know somewhere that I will pass you by with a sunset in the sky. Do you know what I'm saying? Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep. Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet. When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat.